we'll talk to you tonight topically. We'll be in a lot of different places of Scripture, but I want to talk to you topically, but not exhaustively. You don't have enough time for the exhaustive uh, teaching on this subject. It's too broad, too wide. Biblically, but I'm going to give you a good mountaintop of this thing called patience. Uh, you say, Brother Bill, have you arrived? And do you have patience? All you have to do is ask my wife. My wife and I were working together the other day. I said this in church. I said I was planting, and it was it's hot. There's no wind right now. High humidity, 100% humidity, no wind. And we're working, and and you know I'm hard of hearing. And she sometimes yells at me. And so uh, I've told her to yell at me, so I can't get mad at her for yelling at me. But she's yelling, at me and we're we're really uh, you know we're abusing each other. And I and I said. We should record this conversation and put it on YouTube. Happily married 50 years. This is what it sounds like. And, and I mean, I mean, I told her, I said, we are gnawing on each other. She says, why are you so grouchy? And I said, if you had pain in your knee and pain in your ankle and pain in your hand, and I went through my list of pains, you'd be a little grouchy too. And hot and sweaty, gritty. I haven't arrived yet. I'm not real sure I got out of the starting gate much, but we're going to give it a shot. So I'm teaching on something I need. Okay, so I just want to get that out of your mind. Oh, preacher, he's teaching on something he really needs to say, I need this, I need this. But so do you, so do you. Um, we need this. And let me go through this, this where I get this from. Matthew chapter 18, 23. Uh, the parable Jesus teaches here about what I'm going to call patience, forgiveness, patience. Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king which would take account of his servants. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him that owed him 10,000 talents. And this, depending on what the, what the price of gold is or whatever, uh, it, it could be up to $72 million. In other words, it was a lot of money. It was a lot of money. And so, but as for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold and his wife and his children, all that he had, and payment to be made. Aren't you glad banks don't do that today? The servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay all. I'll pay thee all. And the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion. And loosed him and forgave him the debt. The same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred pence. That's a, a one six hundred thousandth of the debt the first guy that he was just forgiven. The this, this second guy only had a hundred, uh, well, it was small, which owed him a hundred pence. And he laid his hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me. That thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him. Sounds the same, huh? Sounds like a duplication of what happened to him. Have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. And he would not. But he went and cast him into the prison till he should pay the debt. That's debtor's prison. We don't have that in the United States, but a lot of countries do. So when his fellow servants saw that he what was done, 
They were very, very sorry, weren't they? And came and told the Lord of all that was done. Who wouldn't have felt sorry? Then his Lord, after he had called them, said unto him, Oh, notice what he called him. A wicked servant, I I forgave thee all that debt, because thou desirest it. You wanted me to. Shouldst not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? That is the principle. That's the principle of the parable. And his Lord was wrought and delivered him to the tormentors till he should pay all that was due unto him. So likewise shall my heavenly Father. So likewise, hmm, application. So likewise, my, my heavenly Father do also unto you if ye, that's plural, from your hearts, not from your head. Forgive not everyone who brother their trespasses. This is a view from Codwiff's house in Colorado. That's what I was telling you about. 9,000 feet. But I don't want you staring at that, so I'm going to put it there. Okay. So you got the idea, right? You got the idea. There was a lot forgiven. Interesting that the, the, the parable Jesus used the word patience twice. He uses the word, I've, I've been patient with you. Has God not been patient with us? I'd be gone right now. I would have been gone a long time ago had He not been patient with me. If God had had your patience, I would have been gone a long time ago. You get me? Had God had your patience, I'd have been gone a long time ago. And had God had my patience, you'd be gone a long time ago. But thank God that He's left that for Himself. How much have you been forgiven? Well, I believe I'm up there with a $72 million guy. It's immeasurable what I've been forgiven. Immeasurable. Consequently, I'm supposed to forgive as I've been forgiven. Now, I may be talking to some people in this room who right now are saying, well, this doesn't apply to me. Because you're blind to your own sin. You've covered that baby up with every excuse in the book. Bandaged it up. But, 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 but you don't know the whole story it up. If you knew all the detail it up. But it's pretty straightforward. You've been forgiven a massive debt through the blood of Christ if you're saved. Now I'm talking about if you're born from above. You're not born from above. You're not born again yet. You need to get born again and ask Jesus to forgive you and save you. You're like that guy that owes him 72 million bucks. You ain't quite to that place yet. But you need to ask him to forgive you. And he will through his... Shed blood on old Calvary and the resurrection was sealed. It. But once you've been forgiven, really there's nothing that can be done to us. I'm talking about dirty. Nothing dirty can be done to you that should make you bitter and unforgiving. Not possible. And yet, I'm not thinking anybody in particular but I know how common it is for people 
to have bitternesses and anger and an unforgiving spirit for a relative, a mother, a brother, a son, a business partner. And it's everywhere. It's prevalent. It'd be rare for me to find an individual who really was clean when it comes to this sin of impatience, which is really what it is. Impatience and unforgiveness. Unforgiving spirit. So, I have really worked hard and asked God hard to help me not to have or hold anything. As a preacher, people have said really hard things about me behind my back. They're, they're, they're too lily-livered, pink lemonade to say it to my face. But they won't, they'll say it behind my back. And be mean as junkyard dog. You gotta let it go. I don't, and you have to say this it doesn't matter what people think of me as much as what God thinks of me. Now, that doesn't mean it doesn't matter the way you treat people, because you should treat people like God would have you treat them. But even after you've done your, your best for the Master, under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, people still may take offense with whatever. You just gotta let that go. I have people try to defend their reputation. You don't have a reputation that you can defend. They'll get on the internet and accuse you of something, and it's, it's like, a, it's like a, a feather pillow in a windstorm. Once the feathers are all out, you can't go gather them back up. And they'll throw, your, they'll throw some lie over the internet or some lie over some social media about you. And I had a Wendell Heller, a sweet guy. Now you know Wendell Heller, sweet man. He came to me today, so he was a pastor for so many years. He said, oh, Man, there's somebody on that. There's somebody on the internet saying I did this or did that or did that. I can't even believe it. you can't defend yourself. I said, forget about it. Forget that. It was like the fireman. Forget about it. Get over it. Because God is the one that protects your reputation. Ultimately, it's my reputation with God that makes a difference. Isn't that really what it's going to make a difference? I mean. I want to have a great reputation. I want to have a pure reputation. I want to have an honorable reputation. But in everything you do, you've got to remember that you've got somebody out there that is, a, that is the author of all lies and is the accuser of the brethren. The Bible says day and night he accuses us before God. So he's going to be out there. He's going to be out there giving, you know, you're not going to win it. So you might as well just by the grace of God, give it to give it to Jesus. I forgive everybody as I've been forgiven. I'm going to have patience with people around me as God has had patience with me. Well, that's a mouthful. Uh, Romans chapter 15, verse 5 says, Now the God of patience and consolation grant to you like-minded one be grant you to be like-minded one toward another according to to Christ Jesus. So the God of patience wants us to be patient. We're to be conformed to His image. I believe that's Romans 8.29. And uh, so what should be one of the leading attributes? If somebody's a follower of God and he's a God of patience, what should be one of the attributes of the follower of God? Patience, right? 
Patience is so important that it's mentioned in the parable of the sower. Now, I'm not going to go over the whole parable of the sower. Parable of the sower, one went out to sow. Uh, Jesus interprets it. It's, we know the, the seed is representative of the Word of God. He went out there and so, and, and that's what we're to do. We're to go be it. And it fell on four different kinds of ground. Those are people and the way they respond to the Bible. And listen to the one uh, ground that it grew from in Luke chapter 8, verse 15. It says, But on the good ground are they, which in an honest and good heart, have, having heard the Word, keep it. And bring forth fruit with, and this is why would he mention it, with patience. There's that word again, patience. The God of patience. And we keep the word with patience. That's interesting. Fourthly, if if that is such a thing, that probably confuse you. I noticed that patience was used in Jesus' specific trait needed to end well for the Christian life. I like in Luke chapter 21 verse 19, it says, In your patience possess ye your souls. What in the world is he talking about? He said, in your patience possess ye your souls. Patience is trusting God. What is patience? It's allowing God to work something that's not, it looks impossible. A, a situation that comes up that doesn't look curable, you're, just, you're not going to like break down, have a nervous breakdown, have a physical breakdown, and, and fall apart. You're going to trust God in patience and wait. The Bible says tribulation work of patience. I made a, I'm not saying it was a mistake, but I didn't understand what I was doing when I was 27 years old, graduated from college, and I felt like I had accomplished a real pinnacle in my life, and I felt like I was plateaued spiritually. I didn't feel like I was growing. So I went to God in prayer and I said, Lord God, I don't feel I'm growing. Would you please? Please give me patience. From that day to today, I've been having trouble. I mean trouble. I got cancer at 28. Radiation treatment. Oh, just a litany of physical trouble. And that's just some of the trouble. And I didn't realize he was wanting me to grow so much. He said, oh, you want trouble. You want, I'll give you trouble. So, because tribulation works patience, right? Patience is what? An enduring of hardness. Without getting bitter. Without blaming God. Without going around pointing fingers. But giving God an opportunity to show Himself strong in your behalf. And you say, well, I waited two months. How about, remember Johnny dove off a bridge, got paralyzed, the J-O-N-I, and she's an artist and paints with her mouth. Anybody ever know Johnny? She wrote a book. Very famous girl. Had she not broken her neck, you would not know her name. And had she not broken her neck, she would not have influenced literally millions and millions and maybe a hundred million, I don't know, people on how to overcome problems they've had. But very few people ever have as bad a problem, no matter how bad their problem is, as Johnny had. Broke her neck, paralyzed from the neck down, can't wash herself. Paints with her mouth. I thought a lot about her. I thought if she can trust God, I can trust God. How long has she been doing that? Just recently I saw her 
I think it's been like 40 years that old girl has been paralyzed now. How many? How? How? See, long to God's not your definition of long. Joseph was 13 years despondent in prison. He wasn't despondent. He was trusting God, but it seemed would seem despondent to be forgotten about and put away in a prison uh, so he could be ruler of Egypt. By the way, that was executive training he went through. 13 years of executive training. Because he was going to be the second most important man on earth. Because that Egypt at that time was at their pinnacle of power. And he was going to save not only the people of Egypt, but the nations around Egypt of that horrible seven years of famine. That's where federal tax was started, by the way. 20%. He took 20% of everybody's. And I said, man, that's federal tax right there. And federal tax, I've done my taxes a lot of years. And I, lo- always, look, I always look at the gross and then what they get and figure out the percentage. How much has Uncle Sam really taken? Well, the federal tax is just the beginning. You know, you got, you got, uh, you got state tax, not in Florida, but you have uh, uh, sales tax. And then you got all kinds of other taxes that are hidden in all kinds of things. You buy a house, all of a sudden you learn there's a bunch of taxes. And you do this and that and other thing. But the bottom line is 20% was a nice round number. He took, and God let him evidently take 20%. For seven years, took 20% and filled everything they could fill so that for the next seven years of famine, they could feed everybody. Amen. Interesting. Patience. I think of Joseph and the patience. A lot of people have given up, gotten mad at God. Had he given up and gotten mad at God and not had patience towards God, he would never have been allowed to become the helper he became, which was the second ruler of Egypt. And be able to influence Pharaoh and those around him for God. Because man, Joseph trusted God. Now was he tested? Potiphar's wife tested him. Of all the attributes that one can mention, where he says, in, in your patience possess ye your souls, he mentions patience, not perseverance, not diligence, not hard work. Hard work, you don't possess your souls with hard work. You don't possess your souls with diligence. You don't possess your souls with perseverance. You possess your souls with patience. Patience. Wow. In order for a Christian to be right with God and be blessed in his life, you must develop this area of patience. Now, God is going to help you. Let me just say it this way. Trouble's coming if it hasn't come. And if it just left, there's another set of trouble on its way. Rare is the life that goes through here on flowery beds of ease. No, not, not too many. I mean, once in a while I look at somebody and say, wow, it looks like they just about, yeah, well, the Psalms talks about that too. But not very many. Not, not born again Christians. So the Bible says a few things about patience. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 4, it says we're to have much patience. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12, it says we're to have all patience. In James chapter 5, verse 7, it says we're supposed to have long patience. And we're to have patience so that we can inherit the promises of God. Otherwise, you're going to miss out. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12. That she be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit 
the promises. Through faith and patience. This word patience pops his head up all over the place. And until I really did a study on this, it kind of surprised me at where it popped up and how important it is. The Bible says examples of the prophets was an example of patience. James chapter 5, verse 10. Take, my brethren, the prophets who have spoken in the name of the Lord for an example of suffering affliction and of patience. Patience. They suffered and trusted God. Now, when you suffer, how do you react? How do you react? Long-suffering is an expression of this thing, patience. Another word for it, a synonym of the word patience. The Bible uses this word. We don't use it much in our language, but it's a good word, long-suffering. To suffer long. It's an expression of patience. It is also the fourth fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, gentleness, faith, meekness, and temperance. So. It's the fourth fruit of the ninefold fruit of the Holy Spirit in Galatians 5, 22 and 23. So it's, it's big enough to be part of what the Holy Spirit wants you to have is this long-suffering. You know, my wife and I have been married 50 years. She's, is she here tonight? She's in a one. That 50-year marriage has taught both of us patience. Amen? Patience with one another. People that were impatient got divorced. A lot of them got divorced because simply they were just impatient with each other. They wouldn't live through it. They wouldn't endure hardness as a good soldier. Jesus Christ. How many, you've known a few of these women. You've known a few of these women. Um, you've known a few of these women. Um, you're going to help me out or you're just going to let me die up here? Well, the women who, who had bad husbands. Don't name anybody here tonight. <laughs> Marge Carr. Oh my goodness. Dick Carr was a he was a he was he was immoral on her badly. Badly immoral. Openly immoral on his woman. Not many women put up with that. She she just trusted God. She was a Christian, he wasn't. She trusted God and stick with the old boy. Now I know women's live today, they'd say you dump that loser and get you a new one. No. She stayed with him. He got saved at 60 years old. 60 years old. Boy, became a faithful man and a wonderful husband till he died. And then uh, Don Woodard. Woodard. Don Woodard, yeah. He was, uh, he's told me how he, I mean, this is from their own mouth. I'm not making it up. They said about the scoundrel he was. After he got done telling me how bad he was, I was mad at him. And I didn't even, I didn't even, you know, I'm, I mean, he told me what, how, he, how he did his woman, and I said, I can't even believe you treated that woman. That, and she still said, Irene Woodard, Irene, if you're watching, oh, you're in heaven, you're not watching. They're all in heaven now. Well, if you're watching in heaven, I mean, so Irene Woodard, man, and he got born again. I can't quite remember when, but it was in his body, 60s, I believe. Lived through his 80, became... Just a wonderful, lovely, tender-hearted Christian. They had such a good time the last 20 years of their life. Another one was uh, Bernice Naudruff. 
when he's in the odd roof. Her husband was so bad, he'd beat her. She'd come to church on Wednesday, and he'd say, when I go home, she'd go, he's going to beat me. I know your women's hair are just standing up in the back of your head right now. And you're going to say, there ain't no way in the world he lays a hand on me. I am killing him when he's sleeping. <laughs> you know, my mother used to tell me, we used to, as young boys, you, if you raise boys, they're going to challenge you. If they got any pop. And I, we challenged our mom. We challenged her. And she said, oh, yeah? You want, you want to challenge me? She says, someday you've got to sleep. <laughs> well, what are you talking about? She says, well, when you go to sleep, I'm coming in. Oh, no, 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 no. No, don't do that. Don't do that. We got humble real quick. And we never challenged our dad. He's a price fighter and won the Golden Gloves Chicago in 1938. Never challenged my dad. I want stupid. But I, I think I, I thought I was pretty cocky. I'd challenge her. No, that didn't work out. That didn't work out. She had patience. My mom and dad had patience with each other. We were married together till they died. It's the way, it's about the only way that you'll stay married. Exodus chapter 34, 6 said, The Lord passed by before him, proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth. This is before Moses. Moses said, Show me your glory. He goes, Okay. You can't see my face, but I'll show you my glory. Behind her parts. And it said, he's, this voice said, merciful, gracious, long-suffering. That has to do with patience, by the way. A prophet, they call that a prophetic formula. Long-suffering is a key to church unity. Let's just talk about that. Patience is a key to church. There could be times when Jeff comes in, he's had a bad day, you know. Donna has, has dressed him down for something. I'm, I'm trying to think of something here. And, and, and you know, you, you, I know, and you, you, you know, and you come up to him and say, hey, Jeff, and he don't say nothing. He kind of grunts and goes down the road. He's like, oh, boy, he's unfriendly. I'm putting him on my list. Don't have a list. You know what I think when people treat me rough, I think, man, I bet they've had a rough time. Something's going on. They've had a rough time. They've had a rough time of it. Give them the benefit of the doubt. Have patience about it. Have, have some long suffering. The Bible says love. Love covereth all sins. Uh, Proverbs 10, 12. Proverbs 17, 9. He that covereth the transgression seeketh love. Sometimes we fundamental independent uh, hellfire damnation, King James Bible, shingle pulling, red-faced Baptist preachers get accused of being mean-spirited and, and shooting our wounded. Not supposed to do that. We're supposed to have patience because we, by the grace of God, were forgiven $72 million. And he's asking us to forgive him a hundred thousand. He would man that. And so we have patience one to another. We don't want to shoot our wounded. We want to have patience to the to the unsaved, patience to the new believer. Patience towards each other. Man, I mean, if somebody don't smile at you, don't shake your hand, don't talk to you, give them a break. Give them a break as you were given a break. Give them the benefit of the doubt. Amen? John 13, 34, A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you. Also, 
that you also love one another. We know that we have passed from death unto life, 1 John 3.14, because we love the brother, brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. If any man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he is a liar. This is straight up and down. He that loveth not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? That makes good common sense. Oh, I'm spiritual. I love God. Well, if you love him, then love me. I mean, isn't that, isn't that the practical out? I mean, isn't that, isn't that really what emanates? I mean, practically from loving God? By the way, you don't have to like me. That would be asking too much. Because there's days I don't like me. So how in the world can I expect you to like me? See, it's not about fluffy, surface junk. This is about deep, lasting relationships that are based on truth and principle. I don't have to like you. I'm commanded to love you. And most of you, I, I like pretty well if I don't get to know you much. I told you the Darla Boucher thing. Well, I, really, I really miss Darla. Darla, if you're watching this, if you want some good preaching, watch her down the gospel. But, uh, you know, Darla Boucher, what a, what a wonderful girl. Somebody call her and tell her she's on TV. So, and she, you know, she just, I just rubbed that girl wrong, man. I mean, I rubbed her wrong. But she couldn't, she couldn't get him enough. Because she knew I loved her. She knew I loved her. Even though she got sick of me at times. Actually, she got sick, sick, sick of me. Psalm 103, 8 says, The Lord is merciful and gracious and slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. Proverbs 15, 18, A wrathful man stirs up strife, but he does slow to anger or appeases strife. Proverbs 16, 32, He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty. He that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh the city. Proverbs 14, 29, He that is slow to wrath is of great understanding, but he that is hasty of spirit exalteth folly. Patience. We need it. We have to have it. We're commanded to have it. But there is no Shazam. You've been watching too much Disney if you think there's some wand that's going to be waved over you and you're going to get all this. You've been watching too much Princess stuff. God gives us this the way Joseph got it. And the way Job got it. And the way anybody that's served God gets it, you get it the hard way. You go through trouble, trusting God all the way. Sometimes you can't even look ahead a day. You can only put one foot in front of the other. You can't even look ahead a day. It's too long. And you just say, I can live, I can do, I can do the will of God. I can be. And you just take a step, baby step at a time. And then pretty soon you know the day's over. I don't think I can live another day like this. Yes, you can. You can with God. He's going to help you through it. 
Father, help us tonight. Give us patience from above. Forgive us where we have been quick to speak and quick to anger. God, help us to be slow to speak and slow to anger and quick to listen. Father in heaven, thank you for your Bible. Thank you for the words of God been preserved and are ever settled in heaven, the Bible says. Forever settled in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. If you would like to know more about the Lord Jesus Christ, you may contact us at the church website, gospelbaptistchurch.com, or you can go to Facebook and type in Gospel Baptist Church Bonita Springs, Florida. Also, you could call the church office at 239-947-1285. Thank you, and God bless.